0: I've got a lady with a very expensive seat. I've got how we know there are skeletons living inside us, driving us round the whole time.
1: Hello. to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take great moments from history and we pitch them against each other. He's Jake Yap, I'm Nat Tapley, and
0: together we are following the star of fact
1: to the stable of podcasting. It's the 28th, mate. No one cares about that stuff anymore. We've well, killed we that. Do that next yeah, round one. round one.
0: I will take you to the 28th of December 169
1: BC. Why, you're so gone. That's your second BC of the series.
0: before Christmas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm going to take you to the first Hanukkah, which commemorates the rededication of the second temple in Jerusalem at the time of the Maccabean Revolt. And the reason for the Festival of Lights is that there was meant to be enough oil in the lamp for one night, but as some sort of miracle, the lamps burned for eight days
1: undimmed. So that's why they keep the candles burning for eight days in Hanukkah. What an epic story. I mean, eight days of lamp burning, I would imagine that's quite a thing in those days. Because yes, lamp oil is very expensive.
0: It's, yeah. very, you know, it's one of your large expenses. And lamps that just keep on burning, that would be like the most magical thing you can imagine happening. Apart from water to wine, I suppose, that's another.
1: Way better than those wind-up torches,
0: yeah, which or, don't or work. Or better
1: than wind-up teeth that clack along the table. Those are good. I can't remember which religion has the Festival of (laughs) Clackety Teeth. I think it's Hindus.
0: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: I don't think he's right. Okay, well, uh, I enjoyed your story. Thanks. About... The Maccabees. Yes, and the Clackety Teeth. I know it wasn't about that, really. I'm I'm being silly. I'm going to take you to the 28th of December... Mm -hmm. 1967. Oh. When... Uh, an amazing woman, Muriel Faye Siebert, mm-hmm. known to her friends as Mickey. Mufay. Oh. Muf- <laughs> Mufay. <laughs> Mufi, Muf-, Muf-, Muf. No. Mickey. No. Mickey. Uh, she becomes the first woman to own a seat on the New York Stock Exchange. Ooh. Now, how, how does much? That work? Well, exactly. You basically have to buy your way into the New York Stock Exchange. So, if you want to trade completely on there, free you buy completely free market. Completely free market. That you have to buy a seat. What do you think? Back in 1967, mm-hmm. they decided she had to pay to sit on it.
0: Four hundred big ones.
1: Four hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. What? Those are bigger ones than I was expecting. Yeah, I meant dollars. Yeah, no, it was a, a, a really difficult thing. She was like she was the first woman to join. Uh, there were one thousand three hundred and sixty-five male members milling about, mm-hmm. and uh, when she asked to be applied, you had to have a sponsor. Right. She asked ten men, yeah. and nine of them denied her. Right. Because men, men. And the New York Stock Exchange itself was like, whoa, 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 hold on there a second, Mickey. <laughs> uh, and they basically just built a new condition for right. entry based on her application. Is it uh, penis ownership? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was, they said that she had to get a letter from a bank offering loans and basically it was they gave her a ton of paperwork right. just trying to kind of block her from from doing it but she she'll did it. never be
0: able to do all that yeah
1: but she did it we won't and, be hearing from her again and it was very nearly the all-time record uh seat price but
0: things if time. her name was
1: the nickname was mickey anyway
0: why didn't she just apply under the nickname and then no one would have known
1: because nad mm-hmm. it's about dismantling yeah. The white patriarchy. Oh, okay. Which she was actually very into. She was a huge advocate for diverse hiring oh. in the workplace. Uh, she set up a, a charitable foundation. I think she gave 50% of her profits went into this foundation. Mm-hmm. And she said... Men at the top of industry and government should be... I'm hearing this in the voice of Joan Rivers. Okay. (laughs) Men at the top of industry and government should be more willing to risk sharing leadership with women and minority members who are not merely clones of their white male buddies. In these fast-changing times, we need the different viewpoints and experiences. We need the enlarged talent bank. The real risk lies in continuing to do things the way they've always been done. Take my husband. <laughs> Great to be here, though. Uh, two white yeah. guys telling you all about her. Precisely. Yeah, feels good. Yeah. Feeling very good about myself right now. I imagine you are. Oh, yeah. I can see you're a large talent bank from where I'm sitting. Thank you very much. I'd like to join the 1,365 male members at the New York Stock Exchange after a hard day of trading. What a story.
0: <laughs> hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. That was a good story. Hey, Mickey. Thank
1: you. You're welcome. Yeah, you're so fine you blow the patriarchy. Hey, Mickey. Yeah. yeah.
0: Happy birthday to Max Hastings he edited the Telegraph and he won the Falklands War as I understand it that's pretty much what happened as he tells it happy birthday to Richard Clayderman, who I only really know because I went to a music shop with my father I think in the mid 1980s and he was all the shop, she, music it. was very expensive and he picked up a book which was called It's Easy to Play Richard Clayderman. my dad said Yes it is (laughs)
1: Good
0: for your dad Happy birthday to Stanley He didn't invent quite as many
1: superheroes as he likes to pretend he did But you know, he's Stanley, lovable Stanley Was he to comic book heroes what Steve Jobs was to the iPod? Yes Okay
0: Yes, almost. I think Is that a fair? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you should know about more people called Stan and Steve because mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stans and Steves are where it's at. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to Rob Roy McGregor, played by Liam Neeson in the 1990, five, Six? film, Rob Roy. I've forgotten everything about, so I can't tell you what happens. I think it was probably a uh, highwayman or something. I don't know. Uh,
1: ah, yes, uh, Rob Roy, the uh, Scottish outlaw. Yes. He later became a folk hero, is that right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I remember <sighs> him. Born in uh, Glengyle, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, just at the head of Loch Katrine there. Yeah.
0: Happy death day to. Sad death day. Sad death day to Rosemarie who died a couple of years ago and was in the Dick Van Dyke show and is brilliant. And So I think the Dick Van Dyke show is still available on Netflix. You should go and watch it because... It's much better than anyone ever told you it is, it is, it is really good Oh, it's spectacular And she is amazing in it yeah. And suddenly they all break into song and dance routines Just because they can do them amazingly And no one can say they can't Why Also because they're trying to fill Something like 60 episodes a season yeah. or something So they're just Have you seen much of what, the Carol... you, Have you got any more party pieces? Yes, do that <laughs> <laughs> That'll fill five minutes Have you seen much of the Carol Burnett show? Yes, bits of it Fabulous Yeah Happy Death Day to Catherine Dexter McCormick Who funded the first Discovery of the first birth control pill
1: Good for her. her. Was she like, here's the money, please hurry. (laughs) Round
0: two. Where are you taking us next?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to the 28th of December, 1895. Oh. Okay. I see. Am I right? Yeah. Wilhelm Röntgen. Röntgen? X-ray spectacles? (laughs) You can see through the latest clothes. Yeah. And your own hands. <laughs> uh, yes, not his own hand the first time. No, it's his wife's hand. his wife's hand. I love I like that. This is highly radioactive. Yes, yes. Can I borrow your hand? Yes. I have discovered this new ray that can penetrate anything. Give me your hand. I have to test, I mean, some terrible things that happened. And so he mm. wasn't the absolute first to have identified this phenomenon. Right. But he was the first one to study it kind of empirically and, and work out exactly what it was. Mm. Because Tesla, yeah. and before that, Davy and Faraday had been going, oh, weird, uh, these vacuum tubes pump with uh, DC current it keeps wrecking my holiday snaps. <laughs> uh, but they didn't know what was causing it. Ah. Well, I,
0: I like that when his wife saw the x-ray of her hand, she said... I have seen my death.
1: Yeah. And, of course, she hadn't. No. But she had seen the death of Clarence Madison Daly. Yes. One of the glass blowers who worked with Edison when he was experimenting with them. Yeah. Uh, Daly had to test his X-ray tubes. Uh, thought, oh, what of like x X-ray? That,
0: I like the fact that um, on Wikipedia he had a habit of testing his yeah. I, That was his job. It was not a yeah. habit. Yeah. Well, I mean, my person doesn't have the habit of delivering me post. He yeah, does but it he could in have, exchange
1: for money. He could have tried it on his cat. Obviously. Could he? But he didn't. He used yeah. his hands. Developing a really horrific yeah. amount of cancer in them that in the end they had to chop both his arms off to try and save his life and it didn't work, yeah. which is just awful. That was the first death attributed to X ray exposure in nineteen oh four. So Runtgen's wife was kind of
0: right. Yeah. Um eighteen ninety six, a year later, Ivan Romanovich Tarkinoff. Uh, experimented on frogs and insects with x-rays, he concluded that the rays not only photograph, but also affect the living function. So yeah. He established quite early on, this is not a massively healthy yeah. thing to be doing.
1: Yeah. For seven years, we'd known that. Yeah. And then there was Edison and his assistant. Yeah. I, I think that was about the same time, wasn't there? There was someone,
0: man, who did an x-ray of his head, but at the time you had to do it for up to an hour to get the exposure right. Um, and where the... A radiation gun had been That he went bald in an exactly circular patch
1: Yeah I mean that's should be the hint there. that we should no, that's fine. But also I mean I do feel The people who discovered x-rays Or were, were experimenting with x-rays Like pretty messed up people Because mm-hmm. the, the first use of them Under clinical conditions This was a guy called John Hall Edwards in Birmingham mm-hmm. And this was in 1896 uh, Where he like Oh I need to x-ray something What shall I x-ray Um Oh, what about, like, a needle in a hand? John, come here! (laughs) It's another x-ray of a hand, but not your own. Yeah. Because who's going to do that? Well, I didn't have a wife, so... Yeah, (laughs) so got me assistant in. Everyone just frantically going, Oh, look, that's me hand, look. Ow, the needle in it! (laughs) Yeah. And now I have to have my arms chopped off. (laughs) Horrendous. But, of course, ultimately, uh, an extremely beneficial thing to humankind. Yes. Just not for the first few people who tried yeah really really cataclysmically bad
0: yeah and it wasn't until they developed the way of doing it in seconds rather than a whole hour that it became really yeah. useful
1: and now it is the reason dentists have to step outside for a moment all day every day yeah that's x-rays
0: <laughs> for more x-ray chat make sure you come back tomorrow to hear what happened on the 29th of december who knows what it could be i did
1: I'm excited about tomorrow's date fight because uh, for me researching it, it seems to be absolutely the trough of (laughs) of human activity. All humans, after Christmas, they just go, nothing doing, there's nothing happening. Well, there's a sort of a tale. You know, stuff still happened for a bit, but 29 is is the absolute base. Everyone's just waiting for New Year. Yeah. So find out what happened on the least eventful day in history tomorrow tomorrow on Date Fight. Bye-bye.